Hey, this is uh, comedian Jean-Paul, and I am here to help you practice happy. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> the Hold the Phone Podcast with Tessa. How are you, you going to help us practice happy? Uh, by showing you how it's done. I lead by example. Um, it's... It, it's just one of those things that uh, I find has not only helped me through through the pandemic, but just helps me in life is um, sometimes I think people forget to to be happy. Um, I, I try to keep everything in perspective. And so even in those moments where I don't necessarily feel happy, um, my my muscle memory is to to practice happy, to be happy, even when I have no right to be. So, right. Um, and then that's just basically what I try to remind people. Hey, just, just practice happy, man. Practice being happy. And, and eventually it just becomes instinctual. So amazing. I guess, you know, I like that's kind of like what it's all about is perspective, right? If you think I about agree. it. I yeah. Completely agree. And uh, you said you were busy getting yourself pretty for me, which I really appreciate. Thank you for that. You're looking good. Um, you also have quite the CD collection back there, which I'm really impressed yeah. by. <laughs> so, so here's the funny thing. So the, the, the funny thing, how this, so this room that I'm in is it's, mm-hmm. it, it, one, it's in the basement and two, it was, it was at one point, just like a storage room. And it had like all the stuff that, you know, we weren't using or potentially may not have used again. So it was just filled with a whole bunch of stuff. And then when the pandemic hit and the lockdown hit and I couldn't do uh, live comedy, uh, I started to do a lot of shows, started to do a lot of Zoom shows and virtual shows and online shows, as well as a stand-up, um, podcasts, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, you know what? I kind of want to create uh, a room with my own energy, you know, mm. so that I felt comfortable in here. And I didn't feel like I was in a storage room and I felt like I was in my room. So slowly but surely, I started like clearing, clearing it out. And then I was like, you know what I need? I need a table. And then I went and I got a, a desk that I like, a table that I like. Uh, and then I had one of the thing that everyone has, those ring lights that everyone has. So I had that for a bit. Um, and, and then I, I upgraded the lights and then I got a mm-hmm. uh, proper microphone. And, and then slowly but surely, I had all these CDs that I don't listen to anymore upstairs. And I love music. Like I absolutely, uh, comedy and music are my two biggest escapes. Um, as far as being able to, you know, just transport myself somewhere else so that I can practice happy. Um, mm-hmm. And so I had all these CDs upstairs that weren't doing anything. I was like, hey, I got my own space. I got my own room. Slowly but surely, I started lugging them down. And what I love most about my collection is how eclectic it is. Like I'm not just a, a hip hop guy or an R&B guy or a jazz guy or a soca guy or a reggae guy or classical guy or, you know, I'm, I'm, I love music and I love creativity and I love when people express their, their artistry and, and, you know, what their soul, what comes out of their soul. And uh, like I said, slowly but surely, you know, got pictures up and my kids <laughs> painted those and ah, painted nice. a, 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 a friend. A fr- a, so a friend of mine gave us garden gnomes uh, for his birthday um, that everybody that came and I was like, man, how come there are no black garden gnomes? So I ended up painting a black <laughs> garden gnome. Oh, you um, painted it. Just because I think. Yeah. Yeah. Why aren't there any black garden gnomes? So Should I don't we? know. I don't know. Hmm. So, uh, so I don't know if that's an undiscovered business that I might accidentally fall into. Um, in yeah. A side hustle outside of comedy. So, <laughs> um, so that's, so, so that's the story of the, of the CD. So now I come down and every day I, 
I, um, you know, I play, obviously I play different things, but uh, every day I just choose however it is I feel, you know, depending upon musically how I feel like expressing myself. So. All right. Um, what so were you yeah. listening to today? Or what are I, you planning this is my on first time. It, this is my first time in the room. So yesterday, yesterday I was listening to Prince um, Around the World in a Day. And then uh, the day before that, I had just watched the Nas documentary on Netflix. So I was listening to Nas. Cool. But this one, I don't know when I'm going to get to it. But I'm I need the right mood for some Nina Simone. I've been I've been in a <gasps> very yes. I love Nina yes, Simone. I've been in a very mm -hmm. neat yeah. So do I. <laughs> I. I feel like I need I need the right mood as like you know I need a, a, yeah. a proper drink whether it be a wine whether it be a whiskey or yeah. a rum I don't know what it is but I, I I need alone time to you know really take in all the the, the genius and the beauty that is Nina Simone you know so I agree um, yeah for so, sure yeah. it's a total so, vibe I love it. Oh, <laughs> of course, gotta get into it. So yeah. Um, so I noticed you have like a whole thing. It's kind of like your Island hipster, you call it. Is that mm -hmm. what you call yourself? That's like, you kind of like branded yourself as that kind of. I, I, cause I think that's the vibe that I, that I put out. Like my, my comedy is insanely laid back, but it's also, I find it's a, the, the perfect blend. Um, I tell people it's like a perfect blend of my, my Island background, as well as that Toronto energy that I grew up with, you know, cause I'm originally mm -hmm. born, uh, in Trinidad and Tobago, okay. but you know, a good, a good, 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 good chunk of my life was raised here in, in Toronto. And, mm -hmm. um, so I had a, you know, people would bug me and say, Oh, you're like a hipster. You're like a hipster. And then, um, I thought hipster might, might've been too, not, not that being a hipster is like a trend, but you know, if I looked at since, since I kind of looked at it as a trend, I knew trends would end. And I was like, you know, and I need something a little more classic, something that's going to last like Chuck Taylors and, you know, that kind of, that kind of vibe. Cause those were always mm -hmm. being style no matter, you know? And so I dropped the, uh, almost, almost like dropping the hard R and the N word with hips. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a hipster, you know, I'm the Island hipster. Cause that's how we talk. I like too, it. Island hipster. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> so, um, so for me, I, I try to wear my mood on my body, you know, and, and again, I try to practice happy. So, you know, being the hipster, um, you know, it's, it reminds me of that. And, and instead of saying Rastafari, I say hipster I, you know, cause you know, oh. trying to be a, little more, a little more spiritual with it. And, you know, that okay. That's kind of fun. No, it's actually fun. I mean, it's unique and it's original and it's yours. So that's what it is. Yes. And I completely own it. Completely yeah. own it. Good. That's so. kind of fun. So then, you know, you're saying, you know, you were born in Trinidad and, you know, you obviously grew up in Toronto. So when did you mm -hmm. kind of like fall into comedy or how did that start for you? I've always, I've always been, um, I've always been into comedy, like completely um I always knew I was funny always knew I had a sense of timing like I always knew I had a great sense of timing uh as I, I mentioned and I I've only recently begun to admit this out loud that I knew I wasn't just funny to people my age so when I was a kid I wasn't just funny to my cousins or my friends who were my age uh adults found me funny and they were like you know this kid's actually you know pretty funny and I'm talking about people who were like couple decades older than I was so I knew I had something um mm -hmm. and I've always been like I've always gravitated towards comedy and comedians from a young young a young kid um and and when I hit so when I was 12 uh and I discovered Eddie Murphy 
Um, Eddie Murphy was that, that light that went on for me that was like, that's what I'm going to do right there. I'm going to be a comedian for the rest of my mm. life. And then, okay. and then eventually um, I, I fell in and out of, of finding that path. And then what reignited everything um, after trying it at 19, then then stopping and then jumping back into it in my my late 20s um, was bumped into a really good friend of mine, Russell Peters, and I met when we were 19, trying to be comedians. Um, some people okay. might know who he is. Some people might not. Yeah. Uh, everybody knows who Russell is. He's the only one of the yeah. biggest in the uh, entire world. Um, and then so he bumped into me uh, when I was trying to work elsewhere outside of comedy and he told me about uh, a gentleman who I consider the godfather of Canadian comedy, Mr. Kenny Robinson. Um, he was starting a show called The Nubian Disciples of Pryor, uh, the all-Black comedy showcase uh, or review. And uh, Russell got me down to the first one to check it out. And the same reaction I had when I saw Eddie Murphy and went, aha, um, when I saw that show and experienced it, I was like, yes, I'm yeah. throwing my hat back into the ring. And I don't ever want to look back and regret not taking the chance uh, or taking the opportunity to try to follow my dreams and, and my passion. Yeah. So, and, and here we are. Good. That's awesome. Happy. That's good. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. It's so funny that you mentioned Russell Peters. I literally was just listening to his episode with the Joe Rogan podcast uh, yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. The new one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, things have kind of changed a little bit over the past year or so, obviously. So it's like, how have you kind of, yeah. How have things been for you? I guess. So it's Perspective. Uh, I've, I've made the, I've uh, adapted um, as it, you either adapt or you don't. And, and two weeks after, so the first two weeks into the pot, into the pandemic. So like just after March, late to mid-March or whatever, uh, mm -hmm. I had like insane anxiety because it was like being at a train station and or, or an airport and watching all the flights, like all the gigs that I had just canceled, 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 canceled. And I had like a, yeah. a full schedule of, of shows and they were all gone. So anxiety kicked in and I was like, how am I going to make money? How am I going to you know, survive this? Um, and then I had a conversation. Um, it was probably one of the few first few uh, Zoom conversations that everyone started had jumping on at the beginning of it. And I had friends who are in business. They're not even in entertainment. They're like actual business people who, you know, run companies and all that. And they were like, yo, if you don't. Um, and they asked me if I was going to do comedy. Like, you could do comedy online. I'm like, are you crazy? No one's no one wants to see that crap. I mean, comedy is supposed to be live. And yeah. then they were like, Hey, you got, you better figure this out because you're going to get left behind. And um, then I really thought about it. And uh, a couple opportunities came up to do some virtual shows. And as much as I hated it, it was like, yo, you better get comfortable with the uncomfortable. And, um, and then sure enough, the more I did, the more comfortable I became, the more I figured out how to make it work for me within the context of, of the parameters that we were given. And, uh, and yeah, it's probably, dare I say, one of, one of the, the mo more successful years um, comedically and financially that I've had. Like from doing the online shows, I've, I've, I, I got to do Just for Laughs uh, drive-in at the festival last year. So I got to go to Montreal, which was fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, and then they call me back 
to to record a gala for Just for Laughs hosted by Rick Mercer from CBC. Um, you know, for Just for Laughs again, you know, we had to record a gala and then got called back for another project that they're doing, which I don't think we're allowed to talk about yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, the the fact that I was even remotely included and in, in able to stay relevant, you know, in in the pandemic, in the lockdown, in all that was going on, um, as well as as be. Um, you know, I don't like saying trapped, trapped with my family. Um, I, 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 like to say, I, li- I just like to say that, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm at home with my family. I, I changed the yeah. narrative on it. You know, I don't see it as a negative thing. So I can, it could be worse. I could be alone. I love my I love my family and and all that kind of good stuff. And we give each other space and all that kind of stuff. So it's mm-hmm. it's been I, I hate to, again. And I don't know if that's from practicing happy that this is why I feel this way, but mm-hmm. it, it hasn't been as bad as I've seen some people have to to seem to be enduring. So, yeah, I agree. You know, lucky. I feel like I've there's a lot of. Yeah, for sure. And right. I feel like there's a yeah, I feel the same. Like there's a lot of good things that have come out of this year and a half or whatever, in a way. And it's like, kind of like how you look at it for sure. Um, cool. So you're at home, you're at home with your family. Do you have children? I do have children. And do they, do you let them listen to your comedy or? So they've, <laughs> so how it first happened, what had, what had happened was, um, so when before when we were allowed to leave the countries and jump on planes and stuff like that my wife uh, and then the whole family and I uh, even before the kids came along we go we go back to Trinidad for a carnival every year like every year because one it's usually smack dab in in the middle of February one of the coldest months in in Canada Um, Mm -hmm. so you know we get to go back home and enjoy some sunshine enjoy some music get to wear costumes and go to parties and you know and plus we have family and and friends back there so it's a nice it's a nice getaway to to recharge you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's it's the same way people go to their cottage this is our cottage you know so I go and recharge and whatnot so there was a year we weren't going to go and then last minute we decided to go this is a, this is a long preamble to, to to how we got to where we got to um and so we had to book separate flights so we can all travel down together but two had to come back like a couple days you know apart and yeah. so it's like all right you come back with the baby girl and I'll go I'll come back with small <laughs> with little with, with small man and uh so he must have been I don't know, like eight, eight or nine uh, when we came back a few years ago. And I had a gig um, the Saturday and I couldn't find any I couldn't find any babysitters. And he's always on his iPad, you know, with headphones, like always. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll bring him to the club. He's not going to care what I'm doing on stage. And, you know, so so like, you good. You got the headphones. He's like, yep, I got the Wi-Fi. You're good. Uh, and he was listening. And the second and I could see where he was. And then the second I, I took the stage, I just saw this dude take off his headphones and I had an immediate choice. Do I just do my regular act or do I sanitize it? <laughs> And I'm like, no, nah, man, I'm not going to sanitize it. I want I want him to learn, you know, to always speak your truth. And at least me being his dad, I figured, hey, if we're going to have any conversations, thank goodness is, you know, your mother's in a completely different country for the next couple of days <laughs> or else yeah. she would have lost it. So I said, you know, this this just this just opens up conversation. And 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 that's the kind of relationship I would like to uh, develop with my kids is mm-hmm. them feel that, hey, there's there's nothing that we can't talk about and we can't handle regardless of how good or not the situation may seem to be. So, yeah, so yes, they, cool. so, so <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't regularly let them listen, but they, they've, they've been to, they've been to yeah. shows. They've been to that's shows cool. when, when I've got nowhere else to. I'm actually, I'm expecting in about like a couple months, Ooh, so. well done good for you 
Thanks. So do you have any advice? It's, I'm, I, it's my first time being a mom. So do you have any advice for a new parent? <laughs> enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. Uh, and I, I always try to remind people that there is no such thing as the perfect parent. Um, what's, what's the best way to parent is what feels right to you. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel like you're going to break them. There's like, oh man, I did this and they're ruined for the rest of their life. Nah, man, just, just as long as you're being truthful to yourself and truthful to them and you're not trying to, to give them a completely different person. Yes, you have mom responsibilities and you can't be their, their friend. You know what I mean? It's like, we're best friends. I'm not your mom. I'm your friend. Nah, you got to be mom. There's got to be, there's, there's got to be boundaries. They have to know that there are boundaries and they also need to realize that they're boundaries because you love them. And, and remember to stay in the moment because the, the days are long, but the years are fast. You say you're two months away from, from having the baby and mm -hmm. we can have a conversation in two twos. And then you'll be like, can you believe my kid is four? Yeah. Like, I, I don't even know where the time went. So I know. don't, yeah. don't take that time for granted and stay in the moment and enjoy the ride. It's crazy, but it's, it's well worth it. I love it. Like I, it sounds cliche when people say, I don't even remember what my life was like before I had kids. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, mostly because it's from sleep deprivation, but, um, <laughs> but that's why I don't remember. But uh, yeah, but it's, okay. it's, it's, it's been, it's been beautiful. It's been beautiful. And I think nice. you're going to do great. I think you'll be fine. Thanks. It's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'm like, it better be fun. I'm going to make it fun. So he would do a podcast, yeah. breastfeeding. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like a towel, <laughs> towel overhead. So yeah. how was your, uh, how'd you get into comedy? <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about your, I don't know what it, well, maybe you can describe it better for me. It's your show. It's called Kitchen Table mm -hmm. that you've been promoting on Instagram. So can you tell me like a little bit about that and what it is and what so you do? I think, uh, so I do it with a friend of mine uh, by the name of Hans Diefenthaler. Uh, he's a mm. Trinidadian guy with, with a German name, which is hilarious. Um, but he is also the drummer uh, of one of the most popular um, bands in, in Trinidad, as well as, as the region called Kess the Band. They make great, absolutely great music. Um, I'll put you onto them, uh, some of their tracks. Sure. Um, so him and I have been friends for a while. And, you know, I'd see him in Trinidad when we go for carnival and we go to their concerts and then they'd come up here to perform. And um, him, like me, uh, outside of some of the other guys in the band, has wife, has kids. So he's not about the crazy life. He's like, hey, let's and he loves comedy. So he's like, hey, yeah, in his voice, be like, yo, take me to some, see some comedy on thing. Let's go drink some whiskey. And so we would just <laughs> go hang out. And in hanging out, we'd have these great conversations because there's no filter between us. Because, you know, when friends talk, there's no filter. Um, yeah. So so we're like, hey, so he was like, we, we, we could do this as a podcast, you know, we could, and we know so many different eclectic people um, and different people from from sports to to comedy, to music, to politics, to, you know, even just regular people. Um, so we're like, why don't we make that our podcast and we'll call it call it the kitchen table because in uh, the Caribbean culture, the kitchen table is where everything happens from food to jokes, to arguments, to interventions, to you, you name it, you, you know, hangovers or that, you know, breakup, mm -hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff. So we said, that's the vibe we wanted to create that it was, we want you to feel like you're at the kitchen table there. You, you can say whatever you want, speak, however you want, you know, say whatever you want. Um, and, and that's what we do. So we started that at the beginning of the, well, just before the pandemic, but then we re, we, um, 
it, it re the rebirth of it was in the pandemic because he was stuck at home. I was stuck at home and we've had some of the most eclectic guests that I, I could never have imagined, you know, from speaking of Russell Peters, uh, Gina Yashere, who one I think is just releasing a book and she's one of the creators and writers for, um, for Bob loves Abishola. Um, you know, uh, who have we had recently? There's a Soka artist by the name of Alison Hines, who's like the queen of Soka, like, uh, international cricket players, guys who've, cool. who've won Grammys. So ultimately, it's just conversation with different people, and um, and and you know, I always say conversation is is what is what's going to keep people connected. Because um, I think more people talk at each other, especially with social media and the the advent of social media, where it's like this is my view, and whatever view you have doesn't matter. And it, it and so even if you go back and forth in a in a thread or read someone's thread, mm-hmm. you know sometimes you're like, I don't think that's what that person meant. And the beautiful yeah. part about conversation is you can catch social cues, and that's what the kitchen table is all about: fun conversation. Um, just want you to be yourself and relax, and and you know take off your jacket and just. Mm-hmm. Have an actual human experience. Thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what it is at the kitchen table, yeah. you know? And if yeah. you want to have a drink, you have a drink. If you don't want to have a drink, you don't have a drink. You know? Right, right. So. Where can people hear that or listen to it, watch it? So two places um, to definitely find it is on Instagram. um, IG is the kitchen table official. Um, There's Mm -hmm. always a link in the bio that you can connect. And we're also on tegotv.com, which is T-E-G-O-T-V.com. And uh, Mm -hmm. you check to see and you should say kitchen table. And they also have past episodes and we have a ton of episodes that we still have because we're new. They they reached out to us and said, hey, we want you guys to be the flagship uh, podcast because they're the the main audience or demographic for Tego TV is like the Caribbean. It's not exclusively for Caribbean people, but it's it's, okay. it's so that Caribbean people have representation and they're all they're all over the world. So there's Caribbean people in Australia and Dubai. And, you know, so it's mm-hmm. like, hey, here's a hub of where we can find, you know, stuff that we can watch and and and, and consume. And, and they asked us. So as of this year, uh, we're very new to it, but we have like past episodes that we still need to upload from Instagram and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. And so what else are you working on now or have been working on recently, I guess? Uh, To be honest with you, all I've really been working on is is a bunch of passion projects that I I hope to be able to do. I've always wanted to do a one-man show uh, called Dual Citizen, uh, hence the whole Island Hipster, because the Island Hipster is, uh, Hipster seems like a North American thing. Uh, but mm-hmm. the isle, obviously the island is the island. And I, and I feel like a, a, a 50-50 blend of both. Like I feel like the hybrid of, of both those things coming together. So I have this conversation with you and then my wife could come in or a friend of mine from, you know, with an accent will come in and I'd be like, oh, give me a second. I just finishing up here. And then you'll be like, what, ha- what just happened? Why'd your, why'd your accent change? You know what I mean? So like, but that's, that's my life, like for real. And I'm completely comfortable with who I am. Uh, and, and so the dual citizen isn't necessarily D U A L. Um, it would be D U E L. Cause every now and then I'm at, I'm at odds with myself to try to balance the two. Um, so I figured it would be, you know, that, that that's a one man show that I would want to do, which, which would be me representing both sides equally. And at some point blending the two, um, so that the audience could, you know, get a better idea of, you know, 
who I am and, and that this kind of stuff exists in, in, in the world, you know? So I'm just trying yeah. to connect the world. I'm trying to save yeah. the world one joke <laughs> at a time. Save the world one joke at a time. One joke at a happiness. time. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm a humble man. I'm a humble, That's simple good. man. When do you think, you know- Comedy's you... coming back? Well, like, yeah, like stand up in general. Like, like do you live? miss it? Do you miss I, it? I, I miss it with all my heart every day. It's like, it's like, a, it's like I had a lover that went to war and uh and i don't know when they're coming back i don't know when this war is going to be done and i just write mm. these letters every night i miss you i love you um, yeah <laughs> but 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 i'm hoping sooner than later I, I try not to what i've learned to do is not not have any expectations of when it's mm. like i'm literally taking it day by day and i don't mm. want to get too excited i don't want to get all worked up and then then something falls apart and then I'm all disappointed so it's like you know what literally take it day by day live in the moment and when it does just be ready and that's all I'm trying to do is stay ready so by doing all the stuff that I've done and that I continue to do uh, online as well as you know the outdoor shows when they open back now that things are getting warmer um, you mm. know people have asked me hey you want to do a backyard show uh, hell yeah you know what I mean yeah. I love I love being able to connect and interact with like live people I don't care if it's six people or 600 people um, there's nothing like the exchange of energy when it comes to comedy and laughter. There's nothing like real laughter, like hearing yeah. someone just, <laughs> you know, like hearing someone just, you know, primally just let out this guttural <laughs> reaction to something that you, you know, that came out of your mouth. Um, so I, I'm, yeah, I'm, just, I'm that I'm person. Staying ready. Yeah. I, but I love it. Those are the best. Those are the best. Yeah. So I'm just uh... staying ready. That's all I can do is stay ready for when, when it does happen. Do you have a favorite yeah. place to play? to perform yeah um if i had to say to be uh and, and not to be that guy uh downtown toronto and the reason mm -hmm. the reason i say that is because um growing up in toronto i i and this is before i started traveling because i didn't really start traveling until i started doing comedy I always thought, and I'm not even making this up. I always thought everywhere else was like Toronto. Like I thought everywhere else was mixed up like Toronto and, mm. and had like Trinis and Jamaicans and Canadians and Polish people and Italians and Portuguese and, and Asian and Chinese and Filipino. And yeah. Korea. Like I, I thought everywhere else, I thought Sudbury was going to be like that. I thought, you know, <laughs> to have, like I thought everywhere was going to be like that. So, and, but yeah. it wasn't. And what Toronto did was allow me to, to cultivate and find my voice. Um, and I'm still trying to find my voice because uh, we all evolve, but Toronto made me comfortable with who I am. And so when I'm in Toronto, performing in Toronto, I feel most at home because, you know, that that's, yeah. I am, you know? Yeah. So I'd, I'd say Toronto. I'd say Toronto. And what about a venue? Is there like a certain venue in Toronto that you like the most? Like, or you um, no. No, uh, I mean the, the the downtown. You know, no, no. I just like yeah. I just like performing in Toronto. Yeah, and, uh, you know. And what's one of the first things you're gonna do, like when all this is over? Is there something you're like you talk about and you're like, when this is all done, this is the first thing I'm gonna do. Not to sound or cliche, uh, <laughs> but I wanna I wanna jump on a plane and yeah. one of my absolutely favorite places and hidden treasures and hidden gems is uh is is our sister island Tobago and I just want to go to Tobago because the the waters are beautiful the food is exceptional and the vibe is just so relaxed that you can catch yourself and I think it would be the perfect place for me to go and just exhale. And I don't know, I don't know if you've ever seen um, Purple Rain, 
uh, the movie with with Prince. And, and mm-hmm. then there's a part where Prince is with Apollonia and he's like, uh, you need to purify your soul in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. So uh, <laughs> so so the, the waters of Tobago are like my Lake Minnetonka. I just want to wash off like I want to dive into the ocean and have the ocean just wash off all the stuff that I've, I've accumulated mm-hmm. over the last year and change and, and just uh, almost like a, a, a rebirth, almost like a, 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 a when you, what do they call it? Like when you're a, a born again, Christian, yeah. I'm going to be a, I'm gonna be a, a born again, born comedian, again. born again, <laughs> comedian. That's what I'm going to be. Wash all that stuff off yeah. and, and then be like, all right, here we go. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. We back. I love it. Yeah. Back. I love it. Awesome. Um, well, thanks so much for hanging out with work. So where can people check your stuff out? Like just off the top? Uh, the best place to be honest, I always tell you the, the most honest place to catch me is on my IG account on my Instagram account, because you get mm-hmm. a full spectrum of who I am as a person from, um, from spiritually to uh, relationship wise to uh, professionally comedically uh, at Jean Paul comedy or gene paul j-e-a-n-p-a-u-l comedy um and you kind of get to see what you know my day-to-day existence is like and and uh and and always find out where to find me on ig and obviously by extension you know it's pretty much the same handle all the way around from twitter to you know all that kind of good stuff but yeah that's it it's been an absolute pleasure are you going natural Natural I don't know drugs. yet. I don't know yet. I was thinking drugs. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm just going to have to assess the situation when I get there. Yeah, it wasn't even a debate for my wife. She's like, I want drugs. Just open, yeah. just put this insert in my back one time. So yeah. She, she, was, she wasn't even messing around. She's like, I don't want to go through that thing. So but whatever it is, stay in the yeah. moment and enjoy. And and in pregnancy and labor is just like life. Just remember to breathe. Right. And practice, and practice happy.